Hey mamas, welcome to Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany. We share incredible stories, tips, and breastfeeding ideas to help on your journey. I'm your host, Bethany Laverne, a lactation consultant and speech therapist who helps mamas with breastfeeding. Not all breastfeeding stories are the same, and we dive into those topics. Good morning, Shiloh. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Glad, glad to be here. Wonderful. Why don't we go ahead and jump in? Go ahead and tell us about yourself and how many kiddos you have. My name is Shiloh Miner. I live in rural Nova Scotia with my husband and my two boys, four and six. Awesome. Tell us how your breastfeeding journey went with your boys. So um, two very different journeys. Uh, my first child, you know, latched easily, nursed fine. Um, for the most part, I got mastitis once, which was misery. But for the most part, it was good to nurse for about, I think, 18 months. Awesome. And then my second one, um, last note, everything was fine, but then had food sensitivities that mm. were mediated through my milk, which meant he both was hungry and would get irritated by the milk. And so he would kind of squeeze and not fully latch and nurse. And I got mastitis like 10 times. Oh no. <laughs> and I nursed him for 22 months. Oh goodness. I was worried about putting him on food. Oh, sure. He had all these food sensitivities. So mm -hmm. that was a whole intense ball game. Okay. Yeah. How did you finally figure out what sensitivities he had? It's mm, a good question. So I couldn't figure out what was going on because mm -hmm. when I would nurse him, he would get more and more agitated. And then I because I co-slept with both of them and mm -hmm. that worked easily for me. Just lay down nurse and they knock right out. Whereas sure. this one would start arching and and squirming and crying. And he never mm -hmm. spit up. I never said, oh, you know, did okay. he spit up? No, he never spits up. He would just cry and and be irritable. And so I couldn't get him to sleep. Um, but what he did have was awful poo poos. They were oh. like green, slimy, acidic. Like he got the worst diaper rash. Like after one, he would get like the worst diaper rash you ever oh. seen. So I knew something was wrong. And I had no idea what it was. And um, I, you know, go to doctors and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, of course they say, ah, oh, it's nothing, you know, doesn't matter what you eat. There's no signs for that, you know. Um, but when I talked to women and especially older women, they said, oh yeah, we've always known that what you eat has an impact and, and it goes through your breast milk and it's different for sure. everyone, how that impacts it or what impacts it. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> like I wasn't sleeping, like this was the dark night of the mama soul. Like it was so bad because <laughs> I was trying to nurse to get him to sleep mm -hmm. and nursing wasn't getting him to sleep. And I was, so I was up like tons in the night and super, super stressed. Um, and so I started taking out different foods and trying things and nothing really worked. And finally I went on like a hardcore elimination diet where I only eat chicken, quinoa, apples, and tortilla chips. Okay. And instantly improved. Wow. Okay. And I had to eat like that for like almost a year. Yeah. Did you ever start adding like, let's add cheese and see if that's an issue or. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. did. And, and everything was an issue. Oh no. <laughs> everything was an issue. So, um, I mean, fast forward to now, mm -hmm. I can see that he has sensitivities in his gut and that mm -hmm. it's probably not, not a true allergy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the thing. People be like, oh, your kid can't be allergic to that and that and that, you know, like probably sure. not. It's not mm -hmm. a true allergy. Um, but it um, yeah, I had to really radically alter my diet to keep him calm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's hard. Yeah. 
Um, I was lucky that I did not have that problem, but I had a friend that had that problem and she had to take all dairy out of her diet. And she was so excited when she was done nursing. She was like, I'm going to eat all the dairy things. Like she was like, cheese this and milk this. And <laughs> she was so excited. It's funny. I forgot about that, but I was too. Cause I was like, I mean, before having a baby, I couldn't have stuck to a cleanse for 30 months, 30 days, you know, sure. I would have been not that good at that kind of thing. And so it was like this unbelievable discipline that I, mm -hmm. I was able to achieve. And in some ways it was a gift. Like I learned so much in that period, mm -hmm. but when it was coming to end and I was like, Oh my God, he's eating food tasted amazing. <laughs> like, the most delicious, everything. I was loving it so much. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I could not imagine. <laughs> so what helped facilitate your breastfeeding journey being so easy for the first one? Well, one thing I'm really lucky, my mom was a breastfeeding advocate and she was with Little AJ League back in the 80s. Oh, when I was nice. born. And she, um, it's funny because for them, six months was a long time. Yeah. That was like radical granola crunchy 80s mom did it yeah. for six months instead of <laughs> popping them off after two or less. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And so she had, you know, breastfed four of us, said it was great. It was easy. And, and her big thing was breastfeeding is so much easier than bottles. Mm -hmm. So whereas breastfeeding does have its trials and tribulations, I always had the mindset of this is going to be way easier on me as a mom than like sanitize, wash, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I was going into it with that attitude, um, which I think really helped. You know, I just mm -hmm. thought, well, it's going to be the easiest thing. I also was not working outside the home for that period. So mm -hmm. I just did the attachment parenting thing, just nursed whenever. And it mm -hmm. became this easy soothing tool and, you know, stay close to my kid and and things like that. So I feel like the whole culture and environment around me just facilitated that being the natural thing to do. Right. Right. I agree. My, um, mine was similar. I would sometimes go in and work on the weekends for, um, PRN. So as needed as a speech therapist, so I'd have to pump on the weekends, but, right. um, yeah, it does make it super easy to not have to wash all the, your parts. And, um, right. but you know, I know that's not everyone's journey. And I feel like most people in America do have to go back to work after, you know, six to eight weeks. So, right. And I should say too, here in Canada, people can get nine to 18 months. Oh off. yeah. America is nine uh, and they just expanded uh -huh. it to 18. You don't get paid the whole time. For okay. 18, but you can like take the nine and stretch it over 18. So it's a really huge benefit to that full season. If you have that opportunity. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I've heard America is the worst. <laughs> we are not great to our mamas. For moms, for moms mm -hmm. is awful. I feel, I yeah. feel really like my heart goes out to anybody who's got to rush back to work at six weeks. Right. Um, yes. Yes. So painful. Mm -hmm. My whole body, my first, it's a different story, but my body was so achy for mm -hmm. like six weeks. Like I couldn't have imagined mm -hmm. like sitting in a desk and like whatever, because I was just destroyed mm -hmm. from that first labor. Right. Yeah. I had a physical therapist that worked for me that on her fourth child, she told me I'll come back after four weeks. And I was like, I don't think that sounds good. You're a physical therapist. You do lifting. And she was like, well, I can get, you know, someone else to help me. And she came back after four weeks and her doctor signed off on it. I was like, oh gosh, this isn't great. No. Oh man. Painful. Yeah. I was like, please although stay home says, with your baby. Although she has four kids, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think for people like that, they do it for the break. Oh, okay. Like either yeah. she's got to run all those four kids at home while having a baby uh -huh. or she can like sit in peace at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I think That's a good point. Like when you're weighing that many kids, you're uh-huh. like, mm, I might recover more if I go back to work. Sure. I'm chasing all these children. <laughs> That's a good point. I, uh, she also said I, I felt like she needed the money because she didn't have the PTO time paid up. That's it. Sometimes uh, you got to okay. do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, what was one of your favorite breastfeeding products you used? My best thing was I bought an extra oversized lazy boy chair because mm, I yes. realized <laughs> that this, this image of like a rocking chair is not good as hell. The arms are pokey uh-huh. and you, and, and with my kids, I would nurse them until they fell asleep. Uh-huh. So I could just crank the chair back. Yeah. Just like stay there in the chair with them. Yeah. Um, I, I figured that out for my second with my first, I was always in chairs and trying to move and you know, mm-hmm. go from bed to chair to whatever. And it was always yeah. like this dicey kid wakes up thing. Um, and so I just went on, you know, Kijiji bought a really, really big lazy boy. And it's awesome because I can fit both kids in there to read a book with me. Uh-huh. And if it was the middle of the night, I could just, I know you're not supposed to sleep, but I would sleep for a little bit, you know, and um, it really helped me having mm-hmm. a really comfortable chair. Because what I found with breastfeeding is that some of the hardest thing was the physical, um, like soreness in the wrist and arms, mm-hmm. soreness in the low back, posture coming mm-hmm. down like this all the time. Sure. So having a chair that I can fully, I could tip the whole thing back. So it wasn't like an effort to sit up straight. Right. That really helped me because my body mm-hmm. really, it took a toll on my body at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, we kind of did the same, but with a couch, but mm-hmm. it was a brand new couch and it didn't lock when it went um back and so i felt more than once like if you slid in the right position it would pop you back up because there wasn't enough weight on the back and i was like this is not what i wanted <laughs> so, too much to think about <laughs> i know yeah so uh yeah buy a couch that locks or a chair that locks um is very helpful <laughs> pay attention to what kind of noises it makes if it click click mm. click click you don't want that oh, one yeah no <laughs> make sure it's a silent mechanism yeah or make sure it's broken by the time the baby gets here. Yeah, Tell everyone, sit, sit right here. Make sure it <laughs> stays. Break it in. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what is one thing you wish you would have known about breastfeeding before you started your journey? I wish I would have known about mastitis, honestly. Like oh, getting sure. those infections was mm-hmm. so harrowing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it was at first because you're getting sure. like, I mean, everybody's different, but I would get like full flu, like systems, whole body aches, mm-hmm. headache, exhaustion. And so I would feel like I'm dying over here, but mm-hmm. I don't have like, I'm not puking or I don't have any of those symptoms. Mm-hmm. So like what's going on and how do I manage it? Like, you know, cause with the Western medical system, unless you have a huge infection, you're not getting antibiotics. And sure. I didn't really want to take antibiotics anyway, anyways. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so just knowing some of those ways it can go really wrong, especially with like full emptying and different practices to make sure that, um, I wasn't drinking enough water, sure. like I would drink less water. So I didn't have to go up and pee in the middle of the night because mm-hmm. I didn't want to wake the kids and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I ruined myself. I, I was the kind of worst martyr mom, best martyr mom, worst martyr mom. Like I was doing everything to make it wonderful for them. And I totally tipped the scales too far, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Drink lots of water, make sure they're emptying fully, um, move around, do yoga. And then um, what really helped with treatment was like, um, like hot compresses and mm. salt baths and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I had a, my doula told me to use like an infrared, like if you have one of those infrared heaters, 
oh, like, yeah. put that on there. Okay. Um, and so, but it was, it was like a real struggle to deal with that because it isn't mm. something that the doctor can really help you with. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I'd kind of known what to look for. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time today and for your wisdom for your, our mamas. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun to go back to those days. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another mama or post on social media and tag me. I want to personally thank you for wanting to help other mamas. You got this. I'm rooting for your breastfeeding journey.